Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hill driving, accelerating, foul, finishes George Hill with seven straight points for the Jazz. And they lead it 95-88 plus the foul. You are Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Locked On Jazz for the First of December? It's the first of December. Jazz get ready for the heat. We'll look at that. Possible win streak ahead. This is a big one to keep that going. Plus, we'll look at your questions, your comments, and where are the Jazz standing and all sorts of things coming from you on a Facebook Live edition on a very, very early Thursday morning. It is Locked on Jazz. How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz. I look like Holy hell, it's 6 a.m. in the morning. Not that I really, well, I guess I I care. I vain. I'm vain. I care. Uh, This show started about five years ago where uh, I sit around, have a cup of coffee, share with you at that time on YouTube uh, what's going on with the jazz. We spend about 15 minutes together and then move on. Uh, Since then, it has become a little bigger than that. Um, It's become a little larger than I ever thought it would be, quite frankly. Oh, you just fell down. I'm fine. You fell down. Uh, if you're watching on Facebook Live. And now every Thursday we do it live on Facebook. Take your questions. I appreciate everybody who dropped their questions into me uh, today. That will make the show uh, better, and I'll try to do that more in the future uh, to have you guys be able to kind of drop in a little note or two or question or thing of that nature, and then I can get to them. But i got a good amount today, so uh, excited for that. So I'm just going to do a quick set, uh, our regular things, and then get right to the questions and have that drive the show uh, today. Thursday's show is brought to you by Shamrock Auto Group as well as Devin Cash of uh, Equity Real Estate. Really appreciate both of them and what they do. If you uh, are in the holiday world for buying a car or, or something of that sort, then Shamrock Auto Group is a place you should check out. They're out in Pleasant Grove. Uh, Rob Taylor and uh, his crew there really do a wonderful job. And, and what th- their business is completely predicated on return customers, and they believe they run a dealership in a way uh, differently than uh, anyone else. Uh, so what you'll have is a quick, pleasant buying experience. You'll get a super nice vehicle. You'll save money. Uh, it'll be hassle-free. Uh, you'll get your test drive without someone lingering over your shoulder. And that's why if you go to their Google review site, what you see is five stars up and down the board uh, from just about everyone. I mean, if you uh, pull off Amy Miller's fantastic place to buy a car, no beeping sale. Beep, he should put a bad word in there. Salesman, he was this guy was great, totally friendly, no pressure, knowledgeable too. He helped us trade in on our truck to give a great give a great value for that. We live in southern Nevada, and I'm so glad we came all the way up to Pleasant Grove. All right, so check it out. If you know somebody who's in the market next few weeks uh, to buy a car or truck, have them just at least call Shamrock Auto Group and let them have an opportunity. Uh, Rob? Its number is 801-319-2250. That's the kind of place it is. I just give you Rob's number, 801-319-2250. They're at 203 North, 2000 West in Pleasant Grove, Utah. It's uh, Shamrock Auto Group. 
think about the Utah County uh, assault vehicles out there. A lot of those uh, get you financed there. Also has a beautiful Acura RL right now for $12,900. Ford Explorer Sport and also has the Ford Transit Wagon as Escalades. And the other thing is if he doesn't have the car you want, uh, they'll go get it for you. And then you can keep that buying experience in a controlled place uh, with Shamrock Auto Group. So check it out. Today's show is brought to you by Shamrock Auto Group. Uh, out in Pleasant Grove, Utah, at 203 North, 2000 West. Uh, you can call Rob directly. You can head out to Shamrock Auto Group. Kellen will be out there, uh, a bunch of the guys, and uh, you can enjoy yourself uh, and have that car buying experience that you thought did not exist uh, any longer. 801-319-2250. All right, let's get right to our pins across the world. Thanks, I got a few yesterday. Uh, pins across the world is where we start every single show and have someone share with us um, – what their story is and how they became a jazz fan. This is Joel. My love of the jazz has a lot to do with radio. I grew up in Utah and remember hearing about the previous night's game in the car on the way to school. The runs during the finals years had my family glued to the TV, and I vividly remember watching the shot on our little kitchen television. I admit the losses in the finals broke my heart, and by the time Stockton Malone retired, I lost track of the team for several years. One night, one spring night in 2007, I turned on the radio, stumbled upon a broadcast of the Jazz Rockets playoff series, and went instantly hooked again. After the game, after that, I caught every game I could and grew up to love a new generation of jazz players, win or lose. I scorned the internet for every article, scoured the internet for every article and blog I could find and eventually found your work after Hot Rod's retirement. I remember the early days of tip-off and your broadcast of the morning of Darren Williams trade. Since then, I've listened to you every day and have begun installing a love of the jazz in my son, and we attend our first jazz game together last season. Awesome, Joel. A few months ago, we moved to Iona, Idaho. On the outskirts of Idaho Falls. I spent a softball tournament in Idaho Falls this summer. So it'll be a little challenging to get to games. I don't have many friends who are into the NBA. So I depend on the online community for my jazz fix. Thanks for all your work you do in keeping jazz fans informed. That's cool. Put a pin in Iona, Idaho for Joel Hiller. That's it. That's simple. Just share that story. How'd you become a jazz fan? Where are you now? And where are you listening? All right, let's get straight to the questions. Um, I'm just going to run through them one by one. Some are going to get a lot of time. Some aren't. And the, our out time is going to be six, about 20 minutes from now, because uh, that's when I have to get the kids up for school. Uh, how far do you think the Jazz will go in the playoffs if they get in? Well, I'm feeling pretty good about getting in, uh, as much because of what's happening elsewhere around the league as the Jazz. Now, obviously, injuries and things like that can derail everything. But when I look at the West, what I think I've seen happen here is that there's three teams, Warriors, Spurs, Clippers. Then the Rockets, they're elite offensively. We killed them the other night, but they're still elite offensively. Russell Westbrook is superhuman. And the Jazz, to me, are the next three teams uh, that are there. Memphis, with the Conley injury, if they can stay alive and make the playoffs, I think they've proven that as the younger players get this time, if Conley, Chandler, Randolph, and Gasol are all healthy for the playoffs, that Memphis could be really tough in the playoffs, but they're going to have to get there. Eight is Portland. They're flawed. Something's wrong. Uh, they're 30th in the league defensively by more than two points than any other team in the league. That's, that's just a problem. Uh, the Lakers... A huge win last night. Injured without their starting backcourt to win in Chicago. They have shown that they're pretty legit. And then you have Denver at 7-11, Sacramento at 7-11, and New Orleans at 7-12. So I don't, I kind of think that's a whole nother tier. So I see it this way. I see the three on the top. 
Then I see the three, Rockets, Thunder, Jazz, and I don't see any reason why the Jazz can't be the best of those three, be the fourth. Then I see Portland, Memphis, L.A., and one of those doesn't make it. And then I see Denver, Sacramento, New Orleans, feet. And then I see, you know, and I, I hate to say this, but Minnesota lost again last night. I mean, at some point, they're just not very good yet. And watching them in person, I think I understand why. They're just so young. They just make three or four plays that are just major mistakes a night. And that's six to eight points. So that's a lot. We have a tragic problem here. I have no espresso left. How I get through the rest of the show, we'll never know. All right, let's move to the next one. From Oh, that was from Aaron Lewis Johnson. Thank you, Aaron. From Floyd Grant uh, Lairdall. With the recent success without favors, does it make it the Jazz less likely to extend him? Uh, I think the Jazz might have been less likely to extend him because of his health. Or Derek wasn't, I don't think, particularly interested in extending the whole time. I think he's never gone to free agency, and I think he was interested in going to free agency. So, um, I mean, at some point the Jazz have to make it a sit. There's no way the Jazz can keep all, all their players. Uh, so at some point they have to make a decision. And I think that that decision is predicated on one level on what you want and the other level what you can get. Uh I don't know when that happens. I don't think it has to happen now. I think it also can be predicated a little bit on what happens with Gordon. Richard Jackson, is Dante on the trading block? If so, uh, well, I could stop there. No, not at all. He's a second-year player. We're really good. Uh, If you look down the rosters of really good teams, uh, most of them are not playing second-year players. The Warriors are unique in the sense they're playing McCaw. San Antonio's not playing any second-year players. Clippers aren't playing any second-year players. Uh, Houston's playing. Capello's a third-year guy a lot. Uh, and they're probably not on that level. Um, Cleveland's not playing any youngsters. Maybe Kay Felder because they simply don't have any roster spots. Toronto's not playing any youngsters. Other Maybe Pirtle a tiny bit. Uh, Chicago's not playing any youngsters. Boston's playing Jalen Brown when everybody was hurt. Charlotte's not playing any youngsters. Atlanta's playing youngsters might be a problem. They got a problem. They've lost four in a row. Uh, Detroit's playing almost nobody young I can think of. Stanley Johnson's out of the rotation. So I think that's it's not stunning uh, that a really good team playing for wins has suddenly got a youngster that's out of the rotation. It doesn't mean the Jazz have given up on him. He's played once in three years. He's behind. He's not helping the team win games right now. They need him to continue to develop, and they'll continue to give him opportunities whenever they can. Uh, what is Hill worth? In today's NBA money, according to Wikipedia, he's finishing a five-year, $40 million. George is 30. What's fair? Well, the trick is that George is 30. So every indication is that, this is from Mike Hart, is everything says that point guards slow down here pretty quickly. So you're getting him at his peak right now. You sign him to a five-year deal, and you got him on his nadir on the backside. And so what do you do about that? Uh, and so I think that's where this gets a little tricky, that if you go give him, you know, $25 million or something, you're going to give it to him this year and then extend out, or $20 million, your backside of that deal looks a little ugly. Uh, but he's pretty good, and he's probably a good choice for your point guard to lead you as he gets older and the rest of the team matures around it. So I think you bite the bullet a little bit on that and, and probably deal with it. Uh, but you also have some major luxury tax concerns coming up down the road with this amount of players. Uh, but you don't have another point guard right now that if 
you want to, you know, so you're going to probably have to pay him an awful lot to what the market value is in the offseason if you want to keep him, so you might as well try to do it now. Uh, we'll see whether that happens. Uh, there is, uh, by the way, a little weird one out there uh, being floated. I don't know with what vi- uh, validity, but uh, Denotis Montiunas has not signed yet with Houston. He's restricted, so the Jazz can make an offer on him, and uh, then they lose some of that space. So you'd have to figure out if, if you know George is not willing to do an extension, you could probably go play that game. You got to figure out if it's worth it. You got to figure out what you need. It has probably to do with whether you think Derek's ever coming back, but he's a nice player. Fits what we do. He's not signed. Houston could still match it, um, but you have to make sure you don't use your money for George if you think you can get George done. Jazz have a record similar to what we would should expect. However, uh, they have had several wins by unexpected margins. For example, Tuesday, uh, what is a better indicator of future success, point margin or win-loss record? This is from Ryan Dangerfield. The stats community believes it's point differential. I believe it's win-loss record. I believe you just got to win games. Uh, I, I'm not a big believer. I know that there's plenty of – let me say this. This is kind of a weird thing to say. There's a lot of research and data that shows that point differential is the one that matters. Like that's the best future indicator for what your team's going to do, uh, far more than uh, you know win-loss record. So I understand why the stat community is there. But, like, what one of the pre- things that's predicated on everybody loving the Jazz this year is that, oh, well, they're not really a 40-win team. They're really a 45-win team. I, I, I'm not sure I really buy that. Uh, I just I just don't really. Um, so we'll see. By the way, here's what the projections uh, say about the Jazz uh, right now. 538 has the Jazz projected to win 52 games. Just just – it's just kind of crazy. By the way, for the Jazz to win 52 games would mean that they go 41 and 21 the rest of the way. That's in, that's incredible. Now, that's because our point differential is so good. Uh, 52 games, two got games behind the Clippers, uh, six games behind the Spurs, and uh, 16 games behind the Warriors, who they have paced at 68, for the fourth seed playing the Rockets in the first round of the playoffs. Uh, they, by the way, have the Thunder as the six. Um, yep, th- Thunder is the six. Trailblazers at seven at 41 and 41. And the Grizzlies at eight at 40 and 42. And they then have the Timberwolves next. Uh, no, they actually have the Nuggets next at 38 and 44. And then the Timberwolves at 34 and 58. Numbers Fire is another one. It's worth looking at when you kind of look at these projections. So let me see if I can find numbers fire. I wasn't necessarily planning on um, doing that. That's interesting. I typed in numbers fire and I got edmondscar.com. Uh, I don't need edmondscar.com. I have um, Shamrock Auto Group. Uh, sorry, this is what happens when we do things live, uh, taking questions. Um, numbers fire has a good little NBA projection. So let me see what we can come up with here. Team power rankings, I believe, is what they have them under and what their projected win total is. They have the Jazz as fifth in the NBA, projecting to win 46 games. That seems much more reasonable. Uh, 35 and 18 the rest of the – 35 and 28 the rest of the way. Uh, And they have the Jazz as the – they have the Warriors. They still have the Clippers being really, really good. Then San Antonio. uh, Then the Jazz at five. The Cavaliers – and 
they have the Jazz tied with the Rockets at five, uh, the Raptors at five, and the Cavaliers in Toronto uh, at one two. Also, in the rest of the West, they then follow that with the Rockets at four, or five, excuse me, the Thunder at six, Minnesota. They still have coming in at seven. I don't see it anymore. And they actually have the Pelicans coming at eight. Uh, Memphis sliding to nine, Denver ten. Wow, they have the Pelicans. Pelicans are on fire right now. Uh, and they have the Pelicans getting in at eight with a projected win total of 35. Their numbers are usually much lower. Let's continue with the questions. I'll try to get through more of them. Thank you very much uh, to Ryan. Brandon Britton, how can Dante get better with little playing time? I don't mind that he isn't playing as we are winning, but he still is our long-term solution. But is he still our long-term solution point? Um, you know, I just think, Maturing, getting around, being around the game, playing little bits, he'll get better. He's dramatically better than he was two years ago. Dramatically. Uh, he needs to be better defensively right now. He's probably better defensively two years ago. But that's, I mean, that's, uh, you know, he's better. We're just dramatically better. That's as much as anything what's going on here. To piggyback on Mike's question, uh, which is about Hill. Hill is showing to be the keystone of our team. So do you – Rudy's the keystone of the team. Gordon's the keystone of the team. I mean, I, I, I mean, Gordon's still averaging 21.7 rebounds and four assists. Rudy's averaging 11 and 11 and three blocks and dominating the game offensively. I was going to pull the pack rating on him, uh, but I'll do that tomorrow uh, on Friday. Pack Friday. Uh, and, I, I mean, I think he's probably one of the ten most impactful offensive players. So I, I – I think Hill's incredibly important to us. I'm not trying to minimize it, but I don't want to get um, to, Do you feel the Jazz need to prioritize Hill over favors in a season extension so as to Hayward is assured to have a point guard? I think that you've got to make your decisions based on what's best for your franchise, not what's best for Gordon. And by doing that, then hopefully Gordon notices it. There is an argument to be made that uh, George Hill, without really truly a backup point guard on the roster or be many of them on the open market is probably more valuable to the team than Derek favor than re-signing Derek favors only because you have Trey Lyles. That, that would be what that argument is. Is there a metric to measure durability? If not, can you make one and name it after Ron Boone? Yeah, that would be pretty good. I like it. Uh, all right. Uh, Gerald Adam Davis, with a rash of injuries both last year and this year, do you feel there's something systematic the Jazz seem to be doing differently than other teams uh, on that front? Is it as simple as they just hear about the Jazz injuries more and so it feels like there are more of the Jazz being more cautious, therefore losing more games? Uh, well, I think there's one. Is There's this phenomenon that they no longer... Excuse me. They no longer tell you how long a player's out. So your natural instinct is to just keep wondering, which I think makes it feel longer. There's no value to them really in putting out, hey, Alec Burks can be back in eight weeks, and then on the ninth week you're like, oh, Alex is struggling to get back. Or if he comes back early, then something goes wrong, then he gets hurt again, then you automatically say, oh, you brought him back too early. There's no value to the player uh, in putting a timetable out there and rushing him. There's no value to the organization. And, and so you don't get that. So I think that's part of... Uh, I think that partially makes it um, uh, feel as though there's more that they're kind of out there longer. Um, I don't think there's anything systematic wrong. I mean, Gordon Hayward is a broken finger in a jersey. Derek George Hill gets hit on the thumb. I mean, Favors is funky. They just he can't get himself healthy. It's a big body. I don't know how much he weighs, but I've done a bunch of research. If you weigh over 270 pounds, it's awfully hard to stay healthy in this league. So that could be a part of what's going on there. Uh, and that's just a 
weight issue that exists. I don't, I don't know what he is, but he's he's touching on that. I mean, if you just kind of look through the history of the league and find players that weighed that uh, or or way over it, they really they really struggle to stay healthy. It's a it's a hard game to stay healthy in. Uh, then the second, um, you know, Alec Burks got a brutal injury by uh, Paul Pierce. It's definitely taken a long time for him to get back, but that was brutal. So I don't think it's systematic. Uh, we definitely have a huge medical staff that is, uh, and, and we're trying to be on the forefront of the medical aspect of things. Therefore, I would, you know, I, I, I don't, I think they're doing things right. Uh, but no, I mean, hey, you, you know, had two players who you're hoping to have healthy for the season really never got healthy, which is too bad. And then you got fluke injuries. All right, uh, Devin Cash has been with Locked On Jazz from the very beginning. We can't be more appreciative uh, of that. If you're looking to buy or sell your house, Devin Cash of Equity Real Estate is the guy. Devin explained himself perfectly from the very beginning when I first met him. Uh, I, he says, I approach real estate with the heart of a teacher. I never want my clients to feel uncomfortable with any situation. I love working with first-time home buyers because I can guide them through the process from start to finish. And when you need to talk to me, you talk to me. You won't talk to a secretary, receptionist, coordinators. You'll talk to me. I never rush my clients on a decision they're not ready to make. And as cherry on top, uh, you can talk jazz basketball. He's got a great deal that still exists for you, by the way, which is two free jazz season tickets when you sell or buy your home with Devin. Or if you want just to get a package of tickets for equal value, he'll do that for you. Uh, Locked on Jazz listeners have been using Devin for a while. Zach Campbell uh, moved uh, into Bountiful. He got the deal done with Devin, uh, and now he puts his pin in Bountiful, Utah, as he moved into town using Devin. So... Uh, you can do the same. Recently, a Locked On Jazz listener came and said to Devin, hey, you know what, I don't know when I'm going to buy my house or sell, but I'd like to know, just do a market analysis for me, let me know where I stand, and then we'll do this a few months later. You can do that with Devin as well. Holidays sometimes are hard, but you need to know that information. So give Devin a call, 801-759-1495. That's 801-759-1495. Devin Cash, Equity Real Estate, 801 759 1495. Uh, Alexander wants to know what ever happened to Chris Johnson. Did he sign with someone or go to the D League or what? I don't know, actually. And I thought about it the other day. I wondered. I like CJ a lot. I wondered what happened to him. So I don't know if he's in the D League. He's not with us in the D League. Uh, by the way, the Atlanta Hawks first round draft pick just got assigned to the D League. So next time the Stars are home, if you want to go catch them, they got some. More players having a hard time winning games, but still fun to go see them. We're home tonight and on Saturday. Tickets are available for both those. Um, How final does the roster seem? The Jazz are no longer in asset accumulation mode, but I don't know. They are satisfied with 1 and 15. Thanks. Or 1 through 15. Um, I think it's pretty sad. I mean, Neto is, they like Neto a lot. There's no minutes for him, but they like him a lot. He proved he can play last year. And I think when you look at our point, Shelvin's a free agent at the end of the year. George is a free agent at the end of the year. And then Dante, you probably got to keep Neto. He's a great contract. He's a super guy. So you probably aren't really interested in moving Neto uh, unless you really get something uh, terrific for him. So I think they're pretty pleased, 1 through 15, with he's doing a nice job. You're always looking. I mentioned that Mana Yunus is still out there um, as a possibility. But I, I don't know if that really I – don't, I can't see how it works, frankly, um, unless I guess – yeah, I, I can't really see how it works. But I, I've always thought he matched what we do, is I guess what my point on that one is. Uh, Carson, Dante lost his, has Dante lost a step? Is he just rusty from the layoff? Will he ever regain his burst? I think he has his burst. 
I've seen his burst plenty of plenty of times. Uh, when he gets going coast to coast and blow by people, he's not great at the rim. Um, you know, he just let's go back through Dante's schedule. He plays Australian high school. He then hits the national world scene and blows up. So they take him out and don't send him to college. And they work with him for a year, no games. He comes and plays a very tentative year of NBA basketball, but was the building block was good. Solid. He wasn't great. I mean, go back. I think part of this is people have like somehow thought he was great. He was not great. Quinn managed him perfectly. Then he tears his ACL. So you have Australian high school, year off, year of NBA, torn ACL. Now you have a guy who's trying to still learn from two years ago, torn ACL, coming back. He's not great right now. It's not the end of the world. There's nothing wrong with it. But we're really good. And if you look at other really good teams, those guys aren't don't get a lot of minutes. I know we all love our young guys, but they're not as good as players who've played. Allen says, has anyone statistically tested the superstar treatment hypothesis? Seems like there'd be enough data on officiating to do so. No, I don't think so. I also, I don't believe in it, frankly. Uh, I think they're better than everyone else. That's why they get foul calls. Um. Ryan Dangerfield, uh, Rudy Gobert may never be a 15-plus scoring offensive player. However, he changes the game defensively in a way that very few other plays do. Does Kemba Mutombo stand as an example? So I have a problem with this. I think Rudy is as impactful offensively as any player on our team. I could probably statistically, I haven't run the numbers, make an argument he's the best offensive player on our team. Um, I could probably try. Let's see. I have a new pack system that automatically updates itself. It just takes a really long time. So I will try here uh, to do it while we're sitting here. Um, I've got access to some different numbers and can build my own platforms now. Um, so I will try to update it for you as we're speaking. In the, or tomorrow's show will definitely have it. But Rudy is shooting 65%, 70% from the free throw line recently, using 6.7 shots a game to score 12 points a game. I mean, like that's massively, massively, massively impactful. Um, in fact... If you have somebody who's using seven shots a game, probably ten scoring opportunities a game, to go get you, or maybe eight scoring eight or nine scoring opportunities to get you 12, 13 points, his pack rating, his points above average, is about two, two and a half. And if you have, if you're two, two and a half, then the other team's got to catch up somewhere. Like that's a huge that's that two and a half would be one of the ten. Anything over two is one of the ten most impactful players in the NBA. So what I'm trying to tell you is that Rudy is incredibly, incredibly impactful offensively. Uh would Dante be better served with D League time? Yeah, at some point. If you know if he really doesn't play. But he's gonna you know, if Rodney doesn't go to ninety plays, right? Um Let's run through some questions. I've got about two minutes here. Uh, do I know if any update on Hood? No. Um, what hair products do you use? Sleep, clearly. I don't care what I look like, obviously. Uh, what can we afford to pay George Hill next year? I haven't looked at the landscape of our salary going down from years down the road, so I don't have an answer to that. We have the capability of, Matt, of giving him our salary cap space this year and then signing him to an extension. Uh, do you know how long Faves is out? No. Uh, any st- I think... Uh, Alex might be 
closer than Derek, for all I know. I have no idea. Any stats on shooting without sleeve jerseys yet? No. Um, I'm not very helpful to you. Good morning from Perth, Australia. Any timetable on Alex's return? How will he fit in the rotation once he returns? Uh, I think actually that last issue is real. I don't know how Alec fits in. I have, I have, I have not the slightest idea on how Alec fits in. One, he's hardly played. Uh, two, I have no idea what kind of player he is anymore. Not like good or bad. Like, is he to play the same style? And then three, um, you know, I'm not sure if I knew if he fit before the injury. So. Uh, I think all of that's very, very interesting. Really good questions today. Thank you very much. This has been the Shamrock Auto Group's Facebook Live edition. Go check out Shamrock Auto Group as well. To Devin Cash of Equity Real Estate, 801-759-1495. I should have promoted it earlier. Locked on NBA, I interviewed Chris Ballard. did an incredible article on Sam Hinkie in the process. So if you haven't got that yet today, go listen to Locked on NBA uh, with Sam Hinkie. And... Um, the last question just came in. Would it be a good idea to get value for Derek Favors right now? Like, trade him? No. He's a top 30 player in the league, and his value couldn't be lower right now. So, no, that would not be a good idea. Uh, don't you love the 6 a.m. me that gets just kind of blunt with these answers? Uh, so make sure you – thanks very much for tuning in. We'll have postcasts and empty the noggin. I'll be back with you tomorrow. We'll do a pack Friday tomorrow. Hope you're great. Thanks very much for tuning in. Appreciate it. This is Locked on Jazz, part of the Locked on Podcast Network.